0: Good morning, everybody. What's up? How you guys doing? No, welcome to another episode of the Guard to Guard podcast, where we're here to promote powerful conversations, to educate, inspire, and challenge you to unlock your full potential. Today, we got a really, really special guest with us. We got Sergeant Cuevas over from Elizabeth.
1: Welcome, welcome. We are back. First of all, welcome back, Stephen. Welcome back from SQI four. We'll we'll explain what that is later. And welcome, Sergeant Cuevas. Hi. Thank you guys for having me. So. I'm going to kind of take over this one. Um, i let Stephen hang back and just kind of answer questions, put him on the other side of this uh, Shoot. whole thing. Before we do that, Sergeant Cuevas, can you just kind of tell us who you are, uh, what your Army story has been, and why did you join the Army National Guard?
2: Yeah, of course. So, as everybody say, I'm Sergeant Cuevas, um, but all my friends call me Lou. That's normally what Stephen and Georgia call me. But I joined the Guard when I was 18 years old. I was a senior in high school, and to be honest, I had no idea what the military was. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I thought that they just like ran around with guns all day. That's literally (laughs) what I thought they did. Um, I knew that I needed a way to pay for school somehow, and I knew that I couldn't afford it on my own, and um, my parents couldn't afford to send me, so I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. Um, I'll never forget it. I was actually filling out student loan applications, and I was like, I literally just, like a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, wait, I don't want to be in debt. Like, I don't want to have to pay this all for the rest of my life just so I can get an education. I was like, I'll just join. I'll do it. So (laughs) I went, I talked to my uncle. My uncle's like, all right, like if your dad says it's cool. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I went and talked to my dad and I'll never forget this. My dad said to me, he's like, Lou, the military is for people who've either wanted to do it their whole life or they don't know what they want to do with their life. He's like, you're too smart. Go to school. And I looked at him and said, are you going to pay for my college? And he knew he knew right then and there it was over that my mind was made up. Um, I went to basic training. I had no intention on staying in no intentions at all. I remember them asking me after I took the ASVAB, they're like, "Okay, what do you want to do? And my only goal was to get my degree. So I literally told them, I said, I want the easiest job possible and the shortest contract that you offer. Because I wanted in it and to out. be in and out. I was not, I was not here for the hee hee haha stuff. Um, so I enlisted as a 36 Bravo, which is a financial management technician. And I signed a three year contract initially. Um, I shipped off to basic training and I knew this is what I was meant to do immediately. Like when I came home, I was oh, like, my yeah, my yeah, this is it. And that's and crazy. They, to, yeah. Just kind of go like from like, with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, in and out to like, wow, like I'm.
2: Um, yeah, this is it. it was we'll invested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. It was actually. It was insane. Um, I never in a million years. When I originally what I wanted to go to school for was um fashion merchandising and franchising. Oh wow. Yes. So that's what I joined. So I that would pay for my degree. That's the degree that I wanted, and I did a complete 180 mm-hmm. when I came home. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and why I joined and my story. I um. I've worked in a few different places since I came from finance. And then I moved over, deployed with the um, 42nd RSG. Shout out to everyone on that deployment. From there, I moved over to the J1. Shout out to my J1 family. Love them so much. And then I moved over to the G1 where I was on the automations team. Also love my G1 team very much. And now I'm here in recruiting. And shout out to my recruiting team. Love you guys all. Mm
1: -hmm. Today is actually Lou's birthday. So happy
2: birthday, (laughs) twenty fifth. it is my birthday. It's
1: yes. amazing that you have accomplished everything that you have accomplished in such a short period of time, just because right. you made that one decision
2: at yeah. 18 years old, right? Looking yeah. back. That I had no intentions of like continuing with and it altered my entire life. I wouldn't, I will say this though. I wouldn't be where I am today without the National Guard. hundred percent. I turned 25 today. Very independent. Very was, the National Guard gave me the ability to do everything that I have and what I do now, I wouldn't be able to do it without it. So
0: I feel like that's a majority, like that's really good. Cause like a lot of people join their initial contract and they're like, I'm, I'm doing my six and I'm out, mm-hmm. I'm banging out. That's mm-hmm. it. And then as the time progresses and you start seeing all the benefits you're getting, you're like, I got to do 20 now. Why, yeah. wh- what am I doing? Yeah, now? <laughs> 100%. That, that's
1: the beauty of it. Right. It is. Um, what I really want to go into now is we're all recruiters. Right. And we all kind of went through this, course called SQI 4 and you guys just came back from the beautiful state of Arkansas <laughs> and graduated successfully, you know, graduated SQI 4 um, and that's a huge accomplishment. Just Steven first, can mm-hmm. you tell me one thing that you kind of took away from this course that you as a recruiter will actually you know, use in, in back here in New Jersey
0: or something that you, you know, you really liked? So something I've really enjoyed about it. It You learned a lot about yourself. So there was a lot of material obviously that was covered that doesn't really cover everything that we do here in New Jersey. It's kind of different from all the other States. And you start realizing that when you start hearing other recruiters talk about it. Um, but the beauty of it is like, you learn a lot about yourself as an individual as well. So like for me, I wasn't really active listening as much. So, as I continued going through the course and I started listening to my instructors talk, it made me realize, okay, I really need to listen to people and start asking these questions, like why questions, to figure out what is it, what's their motivator, or like what do they want out of the military in general. So, dig deep. Yeah, for me, it was like, it was impressive because I was like, all right, cool. As I asked why, like you start unveiling more about a person and it, it's truly helpful because now, The person's not just looking at you like, all right, you're just a recruiter, just trying to get a number. You're looking at it as more as a person who's genuine and you really care about that person and you want the best interest for them. So for me, asking why and like getting that out of people. What about you, Lou?
2: What's a key takeaway? The best thing I think that I learned from that Mm -hmm. school was seeing how the different ways that everyone else does things. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when we're here in Jersey, we're all set in our ways. Right. We're all set. We when it comes to recruiting, everyone has their own personal style. Like the school definitely gave us the baseline of what we should be doing and what we need to be doing in order to be successful. But I, me personally, I feel like what makes you a successful recruiter is you're being yourself, right? Being yeah. genuine, showing that you care. Um, so it was very interesting for me to see everyone from different states and how they do it. Or even to see the people who haven't even been on the duty for more than a week and who got sent to the school yeah. and to see their perspective of what it's like to be a recruiter. And it definitely gave me a different perspective because I was so, I had tunnel vision, right? Like I've been on the job for about a year. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. What am I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I went there and I got to talk to other states and see their different perspectives, it was definitely an eye-opener. One of my favorite things um, that I took away from is we had some soldiers from Virginia there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they talked about their marketing team and how supportive that their command is with them and how that works and how they uplift them because it'll draw more attention to their state. So that was probably one of my favorite things that we talked about.
1: That's great. So you were able to kind of see the best practices from around the U.S. And Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Look, so we're all recruiters, you know, without. This is not to just kind of inspire you guys to become recruiters, but it's just to uh, explain the journey of becoming a recruiter for the people that are interested. And I've been given this opportunity to put people in boots, as we say, like to no better feeling than watching someone, you know, life change because, you know, you had like a vital role in their uh, in their process. Um, So what inspired you to pursue recruiting in the first
0: place? For me, I'm a huge advocate of the military for maturity that came from this progress for me. Um, so I wanna be able to give that to people, especially in my hometown. So for me, it's like yeah, we don't have a lot of people that come out to Perth Namboy and talk to, you know, us in the high school and tell us like, Hey, this is how you can become a millionaire. This is how you can be more successful because we're so used to that day to day where our parents are like, How are you gonna pay for school? How are you gonna do this? How you gonna and it's stressful. So when you have other people that that grew up in the same town as you are Went to the same school as you and they're telling you these things, it's more relatable and they can understand it more and they see it. So for me, it's a huge benefit to be able to recruit people from where I live and be able to help these kids get to a better place at a younger age than what it was for me when I was 24.
2: What about you? Lil? Why did I want to be a recruiter? Yeah. Let me just give you all a backstory. Right. Georgia was my <laughs> when I first got into the National Guard. Georgia was my sponsor. She was a person who showed me around. So that's my very first day way back about like almost six years ago. Right. And she was into this whole recruiting thing at the time. You had just gotten started yeah, in recruiting. Eight hours, yeah, right? you were Ados at the time. Um, and I remember um, being like, that job is so easy. Like you have it easy. Like recruiters have it so easy, <laughs> right? Like all you just run around all day, drive around all day. And I remember I would, I would talk, I would, we would go back and forth all the time about it, right? Because I would also work full-time, full-time jobs. I'd be like, I'm slaving in the office doing them all oh, you're slaving and you're just running around all day. So the announcement came up. I had been working for about like three years, two years at Joint you know, First Headquarters. And, um, the AGR announcement came up for recruiting and I was like, okay, let me, let me take this, let me take a shot at it. Right. Let me see, let me see what sticks. I've been doing, um, 42 alpha thing for a while. Let me see what else is out there. I applied for the board. Um, it was my first AGR board, right. I was like, let me just get, get a warm and fuzzy because there were other AGR announcements coming out and I got hired. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) But I also looked at it as like, I need a new adventure, right? A new path. What else can I do in my career to set me up for success? What else can I learn? How else can I grow? Um, And it definitely was... It was a big transition for me to come from where where I was coming into recruiting. A because very comfortable office life, pushing paper. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> because like I just like how I I would talk to you all the time about oh you don't do any. That's like a big perception of recruiters. They don't understand the effort that goes into it and the different hats that we constantly have to wear. Um, so when I did come here, I was like, wow, hold on. Wait a minute, what did I what did I actually sign up for? Mm-hmm. But it I definitely wanted to grow more, get that get that experience, but it's definitely taught me a lot about who I am, not only like as a person but as a soldier and dealing with the different dynamics that we have to deal with as recruiters.
1: And when you put it in that context, like you just kind of diversify yourself, your mm-hmm. resume, your yeah. personality. Just overall, no, you know, experience is a bad experience, right? You just even if something that you never saw yourself doing it and you just kind of take the jump and you do it, you come out better on the other side of it. And think recruiting is one of those things when, mm-hmm. I mean, even in the broad spectrum of like corporate recruiting or like civilian recruiting, you know, it is a tough job it, to sell something is a hard, I mean, we've seen like Wolf of Wall Street, right? Like it's just difficult to sell people things. Uh, but when you, like Steven, you said, like when you br- bring it down to like the personal level mm-hmm. and you break it down and you just kind of are able to relate with someone, it becomes easy.
0: Right. right. I just want you to repeat what you just said. Like, there's no lesson.
1: There's no experience is a bad experience. No experience is a bad experience. You take a bad, if you learn from it, it's a good experience. Yes.
0: Just, just listen to that, guys. Like, <laughs> no experience is a bad experience. Everything's a learning curve. You got to learn from it. You're never going to know until you fail. You, you're going to get a thousand no's. But when that yes comes, you're going to be ready for it.
1: All right, so going back to recruiting school, it's a very, like, so I, I love everything that's happening down there in Arkansas. I love the process. I, I actually got invited last year to go out there and just kind of review the materials for SQI-4. And, you know, as an E, I was an E5 at the time, I believe. And I was like, wow, like, what a crazy thing to come back here and be able to have a say in what goes on. Exams, and PowerPoints, and things like that. So I'm I'm very intrigued and to know how just overall it was, and I guess what challenges you guys face out there because it's not easy, and a lot of people fail. Were you fully prepared like before you
0: went? I felt like I was prepared for the most part um, of paperwork wise and everything else. Like I felt like I've been doing that for a little bit, um, but when it comes down to like the the classwork that they're given, um, the PT days, the overall stress of being away from your friends and family it's a lot that comes to your plate. So like over time you start getting mentally drained and you you just got to kind of push through it. It's kind of like the same thing that we tell all of our soldiers that are going to basic training in AIT. Like, you know, it's definitely difficult because you're away from friends and family. You don't have them to constantly talk to every day. However, you got to remember why you joined what you're doing it for and what's the bigger purpose in the end of the day. And for us, for us to be able to do that, it's a huge blessing because not everybody gets this opportunity um, to be able to talk to like younger individuals, the youth, the future and pretty much b- built up the National Guard because yeah. we're going to retire. Let's be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> so th- we need to get the new generation in and we need them to be successful at it, too. So for us, it's um, it's a huge stressor, but it definitely you could cope with it over time. You just got to remember what well, why did you join? What's your why? Basically, why did you join?
1: So you're saying there are similarities between with the people that we're putting in center basic training and us actually going to the schools that aren't, like, what, six weeks long? Yeah. Recruiting schools six weeks? So there's a lot of similarities. We are, you know, we don't just, we walk the walk. We mm-hmm. actually do this yearly, year after year after year. So what are some challenges that you've
2: faced? At SQI for, I think... I think at any school, like, like we tell our warriors as well, like walking into the unknown is always a challenge, right? Like you never, you're not 100% sure what you're going to expect. You might have an idea, but you don't know until you get there because the training schedule is constantly changing. Regulations are constantly changing. Things are constantly evolving. So not only are you walking into the unknown, but you need to be prepared to adapt and overcome anything that's coming your way. So I think that was definitely something that I was kind of like, okay, what, what, what's the vibe here? What's going on? (laughs) No, but everything that I heard about, I've heard mixed reviews, like going and obviously people are going to be like telling you their experience, right? Yeah. They're going to tell you, oh, I had the best time. Oh, it's a cakewalk. Some people are like, oh my gosh, you really need to watch out for this test. You need to be careful for this. Like, so I got so many different like reviews before I got there. Um, But ultimately I think, I think like, like Steven said, the biggest challenge was just staying on top of everything and managing everything because they really do... They hold a high expectation. They really do throw a, I, I don't want to say a lot, but it, it's definitely a decent amount that you're going through because especially if it's something you've never done before. Right. And there's things that you have to know outside of being a recruiter as well in order to be successful in that school. Like you have to come prepared in some sense um, just as far as like knowledge and skill set. simple things like running through a regulation or just having developing people's skills and talking to people and things like that. These are things that you're kind of want to be prepared to come with, um, when you get there and it'll definitely be a smoother transition for you when, when you're walking through.
1: Yeah. Cause you do get tested on, on these non-tangible things, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get tested mm-hmm. from, yep. from like relations, like just being able to break it down to as, as easy as control F. Yeah. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. To like, okay, run an interview. Yeah. Right. And everything you say, can it will be held against yes, you? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so you are graded, you know, and there's different, you know, rubrics and things like that. So it's very fast paced. But, but I also feel like almost that's how it should be as well, because in reality, recruiting that's what it is. Right. Yeah. You come back and so no, that's a great point, right? Like you just kind of you're you're thrown into it, mm-hmm. and a lot of people. So you said you've had experience with people that were like their first day in yes. recruiting. Yeah. Like,
2: it was like they're yeah. like li- literally they got hired the week before they got sent out there. I've, we've had people in our school who mm. had their AGR board at the schoolhouse. Oh my God. Yes. They I had, had their kid
0: one week in. Yeah. Didn't know how to build the packet. Nothing. Nothing on recruiting Never. At all. Have never
2: seen RZ. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't Don't know what schools they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people were literally like learning very first time there. And it was interesting, like I said, to see their perspective of things, mm-hmm. you know, because like we said, we're so stuck in our tunnel vision and our ways and how we do things back home. Um. So it was refreshing to kind of also me give that refresher because it was like, hold on, let me walk this th- through with you and make sure we're doing it the correct way, you know? So it was kind of like
0: a check back for me as well. It was cool. It was yeah. dope. I mean, you get to network with people mm-hmm. and that's something I always tell all my soldiers, network with everybody you meet, AIT, no matter where you're at, because you never know when you're going to need somebody from that state, especially mm-hmm. us as recruiters. We're always constantly talking to other states, especially if out of this podcast, maybe somebody from your state is listening. Right. We could easily refer them to that recruiter. So it's always cool to get these perspectives. You know, I have group chats with the people I still want to ask you out for with and yeah. kind of keep up with them. So it's definitely dope to know that we do have other people in other states that are going through the same things as us yeah. so it's pretty cool
1: so talks about a lot here and um you guys just came back you know you go and not only did you come back but you know while you were there you were still expected to put people in and yeah. do your job right <laughs> so um talking about like the challenge of recruiting but at the same time you're back and you did successfully complete the score so uh for individuals that are going to this course soon or in the future what advice would you give them
0: Oof, that's a good one. Oof. I would say stay on top of your homework. Don't slack off. There's going to be opportunities to have fun extracurricular activities. Um, but just make sure, obviously, you're on top of yourself. Don't be late to PT. Show up on time. Don't miss no formations because they will kick you out. <laughs> make sure you're good to go um, and Network. Built that network with everybody, because like I kind of stated before, you, you never know when you're going to need somebody, especially like a three, six, nine ran from a different state. Um, keep in contact with these people, make friends and, you know, just built up a, a good network. But just stay on top of your stuff.
2: I would say, remember what you came there for, mm-hmm. because it's a very long school, right? It's it's it doesn't seem like it, it might not seem like it, but, you know, going through it and everything on top like dealing with the schoolwork and the pressure and you know everything that you have to go through remember what the reason you chose to be there remember that reason and that reason has to outweigh any negative thoughts that you might have because especially if you've never been in recruiting before and this is your first look at what recruiting is like SQF4 is your first experience with recruiting you really need to remember what you Became a recruiter for Mm -hmm. because even though SQI four gave us the foundation of what we're going to do, that's not always the reality of what we do as recruiters that it it gave us the tools for success. Now, how are we going to use those tools to go out there and operate and put people in boots? But you have to remember why you are there. And what what mission you came to accomplish and stay focused on that mission and get it done and come back home and come put some people in boots. It's, it's really just that simple because there are people who get out there and they're, they're like, whoa, this isn't what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Right. There are people like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, we've had people legit in my class say, I don't want to do this anymore. So get it, get there, get it done. We'll call it a day. Charlie Mike. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was watching you guys' graduation and I got really inspired by this one thing. Uh, I believe it was a civilian that said this. They were like, you know, you can't be lukewarm. You have to be
2: hot or you have to be cold. Shout out to Mr. Harrison. That, that was, Harrison. was my instructor. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Major so Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. yeah. So
1: you can't be in the middle, right? That does Like, that stuck with me because I was like, that is so true. Where like you know, do you, 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 black or white, you can't be gray, right? Yeah. Like, do you want this or do you not want this? And because if you are in the middle, that's going to project on your applicants. That's going to yeah. project on the recruits and your soldiers that you're making. And then we're going to get some average freaking soldiers back if, yeah. in the unit. And then we have a retention problem. So mm. what he said, like that just applies to life as well. Like mm. no plan B's plan A is going to work. Don't create a plan B because, that's almost like doubting yourself that you can't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And
1: that was awesome. I was like, that's the best thing. Like, mm-hmm. I was so inspired by that. So <laughs> if you got anything out of this, uh, you know, take the jump, accept the challenge, help, help us shape the future, you know, of our this organization. Like Stephen said, like this, you guys incoming, you know, the people that are in, you know, this is the future. You are the future. You're going to take our spot someday. Be proud and, and, you know, be the
0: difference. That being said. I would like to say me and Lou got some shout outs that we got to give out to our people. You know, I'm going to let Lou go first.
2: No, just shout out. Shout out the second platoon, period. Okay. <laughs> second platoon. They were great. I had a great time with you guys. Um, shout out to the Tennessee boys. Yo. Definitely. Definitely some good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and my instructors. Just thank you guys for holding it down. I, was, I had a great time. All right. All right. I
0: got I got a couple of shout outs. I mean, let me let me hold on.
2: First oh, wait, 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 wait. And shout, out to, shout out to my girl, Trem.
0: There we go. My girl, Trem. Yeah, and yeah. shout out
2: to Kerr, of course, my Jersey my people. Jersey the family. Jersey
0: people, man. We got They couldn't be here with us today, guys, but shout out to them, man. If you guys are in the Jersey area up north, definitely look out for Sergeant Kerr. If you're in Elizabeth area, definitely look out for Sergeant Quavos. If you're over in Tom's River area, look out for Sergeant Trembly. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing people.
2: And shout out to my Virginia boys. West Virginia, Virginia. Y'all held it down.
0: Yes, you did, brother. <laughs> brother. Also, we got to shout out Wing Shack. When you guys go to oh SQI4 God, yeah. in Arkansas, best wings ever, hands down. Shout out to Wing Shack. Look them out. Amazing people. Um, the business is fantastic. The wings are fantastic. Trust me, I haven't had wings as good as that place before. Um, I got to shout out my people from Fifth Platoon. Um, <clears throat> definitely shout out to Labutus a.k.a. Laverne. You know, <laughs> We're just burning popcorn out here and stuff like that, but... If you're ever in the Connecticut area, look out for her. Um, shout out to Martinez over in Texas. Fantastic dude. who joined basically because of 9-11. Um, fantastic guy. Really patriotic. If you're looking for anybody to motivate you and keep you physically fit, the guy's 40 and he looks like a tank. So definitely, definitely reach out to him. He's fantastic. Um, shout out to Landley over in North Carolina. Um, my Tennessee brother, Sergeant Jones. Look my boy out. Sergeant Jones, the other Sergeant Jones in Missouri. My boy Sergeant Kane in North Dakota. Sergeant Millette over in South Dakota. um, Sergeant Ludwig over in Iowa. And definitely shout out to Sergeant uh, Letford in North Carolina, and Sergeant Mayhew, North Carolina. And also, huge shout out to my boy Sergeant Lieber in PA. Guys, hilarious. Uh, Look out for these recruiters, guys, when you guys are in those states. Uh, take a picture with them. Tar- tag the Guard to Guard podcast. If you guys are listening and you guys did hear their name on this podcast, reach out to us. Let us know what you guys want to hear next. Also, who do you want to be on this? Who, who you want on this episode? We could call anybody. If they're from another state. That's fantastic. Put it in our uh, DMs, or you could also just write it on the post that we're going to make after this episode. So,
1: shout out to the entire SMB team for putting this course together and doing such a great job at it. Uh, You know, from NGB folk to down to the instructors and everything in between. And just join us as we bring you stories of individuals who
2: excel in both worlds.
0: Let's go, guys. It was a pleasure. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. You got Sergeant Cuevas. Sergeant underscore Cuevas underscore. Follow her up. You got Specialist Kanopka, SPC underscore Kanopka, K-O-N-O-P-K-A. And then you got Sergeant V. It's underscore GP. (laughs) And now you obviously got the guard to god podcast. Come on. You got to follow us up. Shout us out. Give us some love. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you guys for having me.